Hello, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm going to talk about something that I've just really been obsessing about over the past few days. Did a, an article um, last week about the um, great economic reset. And today's episode is kind of a continuation of that topic. And what, what we're going to talk about today is really um, why the the small mark the small business salary reset what that means and why personal branding will skyrocket in the 2021 gig economy now i think it's really interesting when you look at and you think about you know what's happening and why is is personal branding so important in a post covid-19 economy um you know many of the governors across the united states are are trying to figure out a way to roll out their plans for opening them up their state opening up their um you know businesses and so What's going to happen, number one, is that we're going to see a, a cautious employer optimism. Um, employers are going to begin to open back up their businesses. And again, small businesses, as sort of identified uh, by the federal government, would be businesses with less than 500 employees. Uh, as they begin to hire, they're going to be forced to do so at lower pay scales than what they were prior to the impact of COVID-19. I mean, let's face it, like many of these businesses are, you know, they were either closed, shut down completely, and they're having to start over from scratch. Um, and, and so, or you have brand new businesses that are deciding to open because of the vacancy that's, that is um, filled by, those businesses that are, um, you know, that did close. So I think small businesses uh, and small business owners will be cautiously optimistic uh, as it will take uh, some time for consumer confidence to rebound. But there is a direct correlation in small businesses hiring and consumer confidence, right? Because as small businesses higher, that means more people are beginning to earn, um, you know, money and can then turn around and spend that money. Um, and, you know, don't forget, small businesses represent more than 47% of the U.S. employment workforce. Now, number two, the salary reset. What do we mean by the, the, the small business salary reset? Well, think about this. Over 26 million Americans have filed for unemployment since March 14th of 2020. Now, whether you're, you know, that small business had to scale back or, you know, whether you've got a company that is, you know, um, 
looking to come back into the marketplace, salary levels are going to have to be reset. Again, we were on this incredible market ride, right, where things were going just like gangbusters and you know, the the stock market was was just gaining points tremendously. Um, but there is no way it's well, it's going to be very difficult for small businesses to be able to afford to come right out of the gate with the same salary levels that they had before what we experienced as a result of COVID-19. So number three the salary expectation levels will flip. And what I mean by that is, think about this. Former senior level staff who were higher wage earners um, will find that their old job very likely will pay less than, than what it was before this happened, right? I mean, it could easily be a 30% swing in salary because these companies have are going to have it so so difficult uh it's it's going to be extremely difficult for them to you know project operational forecasting and um you know project their cash flow models because they're all starting back up now yes they can look back at historical you know seasonal trends th that they've got but i mean again it's a gigantic reset so if if that's the case, I mean, think about it. You you were in an industry and you were in a position and you were getting paid, you know, X dollars. And then, you know, things open back up and you go back to apply for your job and the business had to, you know, you know, reconfigure and do some different things. And, you know, you find out that, you know, that company can only afford to pay, you know, um, X dollars and it's 20 or 30 or 40 percent less than what it was. You're not going to take that job. You can't, you know, so you're going to look for other opportunities. And then on the flip side, where the flip is, is that, you know, lower level staff, just less experienced. Maybe they've been in the industry two years instead of 10 years. They'll absolutely take that job because it's actually more than what they were making right before. And, or maybe it comes with a new title, manager, director, you know, that type of thing. And so, you know, they may see that as an incentive and it could be that, you know, it's 5% or 10% more than what their salary was. So the flip is that senior level staff who, who may have, have been cut altogether or who may be, um, you know, downsized or furloughs when they come back. This is, this is absolutely something that, that could happen. I mean, which really leads us into number four, which is rookie mistakes are going to prove the cost be costly for employers. And again, just, just unpack this, you know, with me for a minute. Think about this. If you've got, you know, younger, well, let me rephrase that. If you've got less experienced um, staff that are trying to execute things that senior level you know, folks were doing, you know, it is very likely that mistakes can happen. And this, these mistakes, I believe are going to cause a real pain point for small business employers. Now, number five, 
I think that that we are grossly underestimating what we have learned as a um, working uh, United States, U.S. economy with remote teams and uh, people being able to, you know, provide telemedicine services and, you know, other types of, you know, consulting and or, um, you know, other types of, um, you know, services during this time. So number five, remote working will fuel the gig economy. And what I mean by that is, you know, during this stay at home, work from home period of uh, during COVID-19, employers who may have resisted in the past work from home in their business model will be more likely to consider um, remote workers, whether that's a freelancer, whether that's outsourced, um, but now it really boils down to these are task-based deliverables that and, and businesses are going to be forced to be very tight with overhead and keep overhead low and keep their costs low and very likely will not be able to afford, you know, bloated, overcompensated senior staff people. I mean, guys. It's, there's no doubt, right? I mean, we'll talk about in a minute what the unemployment numbers are, but so because this is happening in, in remote working, companies that would have never thought about this before are now like, oh my gosh, we could actually do this. We could actually reduce the size of our brick and mortar building. We could take on, you know, remote workers, whether they actually live in our area or whether they don't. Again, that would be dependent on the type of service. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to have this massive shift for, from employment opportunities that are full-time employees to freelance or 1099 subcontractors, which is the foundation of the gig economy workforce. Now, again, the title of this whole thing was, you know, the, the small business salary reset, 10 reasons why personal branding in the 2021 gig economy will skyrocket. So here's the here's what's going to happen, which is number six. The existing freelance marketplace will explode. And what I mean by that was the economist in, in the reporter said that in 2019, the gig economy workforce comprised of 32% of the workforce in the United States. And it was expected in 2020 that we would go over 40%, but that did not happen as a result of COVID-19. Now, it is very likely that in 2021 that the gig economy workforce could power more than 50% of the workforce in the United States. And I mean, think about it. The infrastructure for this type of work is already in place. Sites like freelancer.com or upwork.com or fiverr.com already have the platform and the you know, mechanisms in place for, um, you know, employers and companies to post their task-based deliverables and for, you know, talented people to jump in there and grab those talents and abilities. Now, here we go. Number seven, personal brand will be the differentiator in the gig economy. So in the current gig economy, ratings play a major role. When you look at Ratings for Uber drivers or Airbnb owners, 
the the rankings, uh, which are basically reviews by other peers, will really um, they they play a significant role in consumer confidence. But in 2021, the consumer is actually going to be companies. Companies are going to be the ones looking for task-based deliverables from experienced individuals. Now, ratings will still be important, kind of like testimonies, but proven work samples demonstrating uh, you know, your ability to actually provide these um, and, 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 and demonstrate that you can do the work. And not only can you do the work, you can do it really well. Now, so I think what's what's going to kind of continue to kind of unfold here is that many individuals who are former in-house or full-time employees will be forced to adapt the dynamics of a gig marketplace. Now, companies are going to go out and they're going to be seeking these gig workers and they'll look at their reviews and they'll look at their online resumes and they'll look at their portfolios. But gig workers who include links to their highly active social media profiles will have a distinct advantage. Why is that? Well, think about it. If if you've got hundreds of working samples out there because you've been posting every day all the great stuff that you've done and why you did it. What's going to happen? Friends, colleagues, and other people are are going to comment on those items. And so you have instant feedback. So it takes this sort of subjective, you know, personal opinion of whether or not this work is good. And then all of a sudden you have real-time comments of people talking about your work that you've posted during, you know, this sort of you know, explosion of gig workers. Now, so how does this continue? In point number eight, gig economy workage, gig economy workers should leverage personal branding. So again, the competitive advantage for gig workers building a personal brand on social media will create gig opportunities literally through their organic one-to-one relationship networks. And for these creatives and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't matter if you're, you know, it doesn't matter what type of work you do, whether it's with your hands, you know, whether you're just, you know, executing through, you know, keyboard strokes, whatever it is that your skill set is that you can demonstrate that, that you're, that you have an expertise in. And as you publish this, um, there's going to be a, a ripple effect, a word of mouth ripple effect um, that, that people are going to see your work. And it's going to facilitate these new opportunities for you to take on this work. Now, the other thing that's very likely is that there's obviously, um, you know, no different than a 1099 employee that works at a salon has to pay rent for the um, the work that they do in the um, in a salon, right? They they pay a percentage to the ownership, uh, you know, to rent the space. So I think it's very likely that there will be um, percentages that are assessed by the platforms to those gig workers, and so any cha- any time a gig worker 
can, you know, gain access to or, or you know, uh, be contracted with to do these tasks with the company through word of mouth, through organic social media posting, I mean, that's going to save you money. You're not having to pay out the commission to the platform, which is why gig economy workers will want to leverage personal branding. Number nine, the impact of the CARES Act in the gig economy. Now, there's been a massive federal stimulus through the CARES Act. We know that. Um, but here's something to think about. There was, There's now a model that's been created as a result of these regional financial banks to realize new revenue streams through operational loans to small and medium businesses. The terms and conditions of PPP and EIDL programs have created new paths of eligibility for businesses to obtain funding. Now, while some small businesses, you know, going into debt and taking a loan to operate is not a, a favorable scenario, but where cash flow projections, when, when you're able to actually say, okay, instead of having these huge peaks and valleys of extreme revenue, extreme loss of revenue, um, you're able to map out a more smooth or predictable level of expenses and being able to get that. Th this is a whole new thing that many small businesses have never or have very you know, haven't really tried out. And so what's going to happen is, is that these businesses can, instead of having to hire someone at a full salary, you know, but then let's say you have a bad month or two, right? And then you're still paying them at the same level, but your revenues don't match. That's a problem. That's a cash flow problem. Again, further reason why the gig economy will, will absolutely ramp up and why this massive amount of, of, you know, over 26 million people who have filed for unemployment, you know, who are going to be looking for work, absolutely have to get on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or LinkedIn or YouTube, whatever your platform is, and talk about and demonstrate your ability to, um, you know, provide this level of service. Um, and provide and demonstrate to everyone you know your passion and your skills, you know, and your enthusiasm in doing what you do. Now, number 10, the gig the gig economy will expand into the C-suite. This is huge. The reason why this is huge is because, you know, the massive amount of small businesses that have really had to just completely reset their business are going to need the expertise of a CEO or CFO. You know, it's no longer going to work that just because you are a really talented chef doesn't mean you you ran your business well. Or just because you were a really great contractor or just because you, you know, you were really good at a trade or good with your hands doesn't necessarily mean you had a lot of great business acumen. And so it's going to be important that that your business have that. And so you you're going to need a CEO or a CFO, but you can't afford to pay them. You can't afford to pay $150,000 CFO or CEO to run your company 
But what you can't afford to do through the gig economy is say, I need you, um, you know, three or four days out of the month to oversee things and, you know, give us feedback and work with our accountant. Right. And then, boom, I, I essentially rent you and your services during that time. Now, again, I know this sounds crazy, but this is already happening. I mean, this is this was happening before COVID-19 and it's going to happen even further. Think about this. Think about those senior level, you know, staff who were let go, who absolutely could be or were CFO, CEO, uh, you know, part of the C-suite. And as a result of, you know, what happened with COVID-19, they no longer have that position. They still need income. They still are great minds. They have great business acumen. Um, so for small business owners, you know, who are really trying to master their their cash flow and operational expenses, um, having these sort of, you know, CEO for hire, if you will, in place is going to be absolutely critical. Now, here's the thing. The responsibilities that are going to come for reporting and, and really creating a, a strong operational foundation um, post COVID-19 is going to be so important and that you know, the the disruption of all the models of how businesses were run prior to this has absolutely changed small business, the small business landscape forever. And I think that, you know, things that we have been forced to do like Zoom meetings or Skype meetings or Google Hangout meetings, you know, whatever these platforms are, it's opened up an incredible new vehicle you know, like nobody wants to contract with someone and, you know, listen to them on the phone, you know, help guide you through the process. Right. But we have found a way to feel very comfortable in remote working through, you know, programs like a Zoom or, or Google Hangouts, which is why you're going to see CFOs and CEOs and COOs and the entire C-suite provide their services to others and to small businesses and, and small businesses will readily pay for those services on demand through the gig economy. So number 10, the gig economy is expanding into the C-suite and the, the fundamental changes of operating a small business effectively will absolutely thrive and be a, a huge marketplace for these senior level um, you know, uh, staff or individuals who have the not expertise, who have the business acumen to provide a high level of, of consulting services. Um, but what you should be doing right now, if you are that type of person and you have that experience, but you are at home and you are not working, you need to be posting on LinkedIn right now. You need to be posting and, and demonstrating your skill and your ability and, and putting on display your business acumen on Facebook, on Instagram, any platform that you feel comfortable with putting it out there. Because during when, when as, as things begin to open up and the shift happens and the salaries flip and, and the gig workplace marketplaces really start to ramp up, you need to be prepared. And, and the people who are best prepared for that are those 
who have have begun developing their own personal brand during this time. Guys, I hope you have found this uh, this episode, this session, extremely uh, enlightening. I was really excited to talk about this because I really believe that it paints a picture of what the next 12 months could look like uh, in a post-COVID-19 uh, sort of small business salary reset. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. I hope you'll turn in, tune in next time. Have a great day.